Hi, friend. Welcome to Love, Hope, and Stories. My name is Jennifer, and I'm so happy you're here. First, I want to say a huge thank you right up front for all the comments and encouragement you've shared with me over the last three episodes, and for also sharing this show with your friends. It is blowing me away. It really means the world to me that this is having an impact in the world. Every time I see that another person has played an episode, I'm just overcome with gratitude that God's allowing me to do this. He's allowing me to worship him in this way and that he's using it to bring hope into your world wherever you are. I also want to let you know that I pray for you guys throughout the week while I'm washing the dishes. My mind kind of drifts to the person who might be doing the very same thing and maybe listening to Misty's story. Or while I'm driving down the road, I find myself praying for the person who might be listening to Peggy's story as they're sitting in traffic on their way to work or on their way home. And I'm just, I'm, I want you to know that I'm praying for you, that if you're listening to this episode, you have been prayed for. Even though we're definitely going to share all kinds of stories here, I, I can picture that each episode will be a little bit different than the last one. I want some days to feel more like it's just me and you having a cup of coffee together or maybe a LaCroix by the pool, that we're just two friends catching up with each other and telling each other about our week. So speaking of driving down the road, my family of four just got back from a road trip to Virginia Beach. Now we live in Dallas, Texas, so it was a little bit of a journey to get there. But shout out to my nephew Frankie, who was the ring bear at our wedding. Precious three-year-old cowboy ring bear Frankie is all grown up now. And we got to celebrate his high school graduation with our family. He and his friends really impressed me when they invited our son Jackson, who's four, into the pool to throw the football around. It made Jackson's day to be one of the big boys for a while at Frankie's graduation party. And they're just a stellar group of guys. So congratulations, Frankie. We're so proud of you. The drive took three days from Dallas to Virginia Beach. We stopped the first night in Nashville and stayed with our friend Misty, who you heard her story a couple episodes ago. I'm telling you, you walk into our house and you feel like you've walked into like, I don't know, this cutest boutique shop somewhere. She's just the master decorator and she's just so hospitable in her life. And so we (laughs) slept on her floor on air mattresses. She had everything set up for us. It was a great place to land for the night. She's the kind of friend that once you get all the family packed away and you're ready to head out, she says, hey, come here. I want to pray for you before you leave. She sits you down in the chair and just prays the Holy Spirit down on you. And I am so grateful for friends like that. So we left from Nashville and went to Pigeon Forge, Tennessee the next night. Pigeon Forge is just like a super special place for me. It's really the only spot in my childhood that my parents took us to on vacation that we weren't visiting family. That we just went to just enjoy one another and the location that we were in. It's such a special spot. We kept telling Jackson that we're on our way to the beach, but we kept getting distracted by the Smoky Mountains. It was just glorious. Um, Driving through the mountains on the way to the the East Coast. That morning, I've never seen it like that before. All the times that we've been into the Smoky Mountains. I've never seen it so smoky. I mean, we literally were driving through the clouds. You could see like the fog just rolling over the hill. And it was just, oh, it was just breathtaking. If you ever get a chance to go, you should go. And you should eat at Pancake Pantry and the Old Mill in um, Gatlinburg and in Pigeon Forge. It's just phenomenal. You'd love it. Finally, we made it to Virginia Beach at 2 a.m. on the third night of our travel. Uh, We were so tired, but we were so grateful to be with our family. We drove three days for three days of visiting and then 
three days back, and we got to visit some with my family on the way back driving through Mississippi. All in all, it was a really great trip. Jackson, who's four, he had a great time. He was watching videos and playing with his trains. On the way there, he got mad every time we stopped to get gas because we have to get to the beach, you know. Um, And then Isabella, she's three, and I shared some of her story, just a tiny bit of her story before um, on another episode, but she probably enjoyed the travel the least out of the four of us. I don't know if it was her vision that was giving her some problems or if she was in some discomfort, or she just is three and didn't want to be in the car. I don't know, but she pretty much screamed the whole time we were driving. We would pull off the exit to stop, and she would get happy again, and so... That um, was kind of our our little journey. It's always fun for me to go on a trip with Vinny because he sits in the front seat, obviously, and I feel like he's trapped. And we can talk, and he's not distracted, and we just chit-chat, and we just catch up on life. And I just absolutely love it whenever we get to travel somewhere together in a car. We came home on Tuesday night of this week, just a few days ago, to sweet neighbors who stopped by to say hello and welcome home. We missed you guys. Some other of our neighbors were checking our mail every day, so they had been collecting it, and they came over and brought mail to us. And then our next-door neighbor, our 90-year-old Mr. Ham, who is just so precious. We, our family loves him so much. He hadn't actually had a toy for Jackson just to say, welcome home. And I think he also mowed our grass when we were gone, too. I'm not really sure about that. But I think that was probably him. He's just amazing. And it's fun to have a neighborhood where you can come home and feel missed. Like, I really feel like that's a blessing. Wednesday morning, Isabella had outpatient surgery, which took up most of the day. Um, She just kept sleeping in the post-op room. Like, they could not wake her up. When she finally did wake up, she would just stare off into space. And then I finally realized, oh my goodness, she's stoned. (laughs) Like, that medicine is really having an effect on her. She's never done that before. The other times that she's been under sedation, she's woke up just screaming her lungs out. But this time she just was in her own little la-la land. Maybe it was catching up from the travel. Maybe, I don't know. But today she's been great. She's been back to her normal self, all over the place, loud, in her own little way, just enjoying life. And so I'm really grateful for everyone who prayed for her and um, just God's hand of protection on her while she went through that little surgery. I say all that to let you know what's been going on in our life, but also to lead into what I want to talk to you about today. Kind of the behind the scenes of all the family activity this week, I found myself fretting about this podcast. I knew that Friday's coming and I want to get an episode out every Friday as much as I can. It's just been really fun and I want to do this. Now I know my first priority is to my family. I'm the mama of this house, and there's not another one. No one else is coming to do what I have been tasked by the Lord to do for these three people. And yes, I can get help from time to time, and the daddy of the house does his share for sure. But ultimately, Jackson and Isabella's daily care falls on me. And so I know that that is my first priority right now in this season of them being small children. But I have to confess to you, I am a worker at heart. I feel most useful and most valuable when I'm producing something of value for other people. I felt called to ministry when I was 17 years old, and I've been working my entire life since then to fulfill that call. 
When the babies came a few years ago, I felt led to take a step back from ministry as my first priority. And I've just been volunteering at the church and doing what I can when I can. And I see that my family is my first ministry. But I also see this podcast as a reentry point for me to start working again. And I'm really grateful for this opportunity. I want to do this thing, y'all. But on our way home from surgery, I was worried. I was fretful. I didn't know, should I take the week off? Should I not put something out this week? Should I just rest and take care of Isabella and Jackson while Vinny goes back to work? It would be really easy to just take the week off, even though we're only three weeks in. And I don't want to do that. This is fun. I want to keep going. So I was just having this debate over and over in my mind. And I thought, why am I doing this by myself? I can be in community and have someone help me to see the truth in all of this. I called a friend and it was exactly what I needed. You know, you have those friends that you call because you know, they're going to tell you the truth. You know, they're going to tell you something that you may or may not be able to see for yourself. And you just needed to hear it from somebody else. So I called my friend Misty. I told you I go to her a lot and just to process all that I was thinking and feeling. She said, Jennifer, what I've been telling my staff all week is that it's not about performance. God is already proud of you, Jen, just simply because you were his. You can't change that by what you do or by what you don't do. So instead of using the word performance or thinking about this podcast as, you know, performance for the Lord, like getting this done, being useful and working for his kingdom, use better words like health and challenge. And we talked a little bit about what that meant, what it meant to be healthy and what it meant to be challenged every day. You know, the balance of those two things. It kind of reminded me of the challenge that I felt at the beginning of the year to quit saying I can't. Jackson has a little train book. Uh, You may have read it before. You may have seen the little movie that's on, I don't know, Netflix or maybe it's Amazon Prime. But in it, the the little train says, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. Either way, you're right. And we tell Jackson that all the time when he says, I can't do this. I can't do this. We'll tell him, if you think you can, you can. And if you think you can't, you can't. So which one are you choosing? And most of the time that will get him to try again and to say he can do it. And then he ends up doing it, which is really a great victory, right? So I started using that on myself and looking at myself and being challenged to say, why are you saying you can't? I mean, I heard myself saying, I can't take my, the kids to church by myself. I have to get the wheelchair and Jackson's running all over the place and I have to hold Isabella and there's just, it's just too difficult. I can't take the kids to church by myself if Vinny has to work. Or I can't do this. You know, I am limited in what I can do. Or I can't be in ministry right now because what if Isabella needs me? Or what if the kids get sick? Or, you know, we spend a lot of the time at the hospital And I never know when those kind of moments are going to come and I can't be committed and then have to step away and it's not fair. And I have all these thoughts about why I can't do things or why I just fall back into I can't. Actually, the day that we got Isabella's wheelchair, I was in such incredible pain on the right side of my stomach. And my mom, I actually called my mom and said, you have to come take care of the kids. I have to go to the emergency room right right now, which she lives six hours away. So I called another friend to say, you come until she gets here. And it ended up being my appendix. Hello, right side. Um, And I had to have surgery. And when I was in the emergency room waiting to be transferred to a different hospital for the OR, 
the nurse said, now you're not going to be able to pick up anything for two weeks, at least two weeks, um, anything over 10 pounds. And do you have all your ducks in a row? Do you have childcare? And I'm like, no, I can't do this. And, you know, then I'm, then I'm like, what am I going to do? And I start freaking out and crying right there in the ER about what the next little bit was going to look like. And I just really started challenging myself to, why are you saying you can't? Is it an actual, you can't do this? Or is it more of, it would be really difficult for me to do this? Or I would need more help to do this? Or I don't want to do this? You know, like it would be easier if I didn't do it. I feel like the Holy Spirit was really challenging me. Jennifer, don't take a victim mentality. Don't just default into into victim mentality. Own the life that you've prayed for and that I've given you. Work it with intentionality. Say what you mean. Don't just say what comes easy. And so I felt challenged to say, to stop saying I can't and to use a more correct word. Like, it would be really difficult for me to do dot, dot, dot. Or I would need extra help to do whatever it is that I'm trying to do. Or I don't want to do that. Sometimes that is really a more correct sentence of I just don't want to do it. John Maxwell talks about basic leadership is just problem solving. I mean, you're going to have problems as a leader. And if you're a leader in any capacity as a mother, as a father, as a roommate, as somebody in the workplace, I mean, see yourself as a leader. And just know that you're going to have problems that have to be solved. When we realize that, the problems lose their power that they have of being a roadblock. And they become an opportunity to be a stepping stone to the next thing God has waiting for us. So the very first of this year, I have really tried my hardest to quit saying I can't. I either decide to solve the problem or I decide not to solve the problem. Being a victim is no longer an option for me. If God gave me this life with these challenges, then he must mean for me to live it with some intention. So stop saying I can't and start saying something more appropriate. On the phone, Misty said, it's not sustainable to work, work, work all the time and never rest. It's just not sustainable. And that's so true. This month, I've been so excited to get this podcast out into the world. And I've said to several friends, I'm coming back from the mommy graveyard. I'm getting back to work. I'm so excited to be working on something besides changing diapers and housework. I find myself staying up extra late writing and editing and all the behind the scenes stuff that goes with a podcast. I had no idea uh, when I said, okay, Lord, I'll do a podcast that there was actually so much work, but I'm loving it. Um, Even though it's been fun, I find myself that I'm tired. And at the end of every week, when I get another podcast out, I, I tell Vinny like, I feel tired. I feel like I've worked hard and I'm tired and it's a good tired, but it's still a tired. You know what I'm saying? And on top of everyday life stuff, I've added this extra thing. So here's the reason I called Misty. Sometimes you call that friend to speak truth to you and you know that they're going to. Maybe a truth that you forgot. I needed her to remind me that I don't work alone. I don't problem solve alone. I don't write and create alone. Vinny and I are not parenting alone. We're not meant to do any of this stuff called life alone. Makes me think of Matthew 11, 28 through 30. And it's the image of being yoked to Christ. Jesus said, Come to me, all who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. 
for my yoke is easy to bear and the burden I give you is light. When I got on the phone with Misty, I told her, I just need community. I need somebody else to talk to about this because if I stay in my head, I'm going to hear something or believe something that probably is not true. I just need community. She flipped it around and she said, who are you in community with first? Before you call somebody, who is it right there with you that you can be in community with? And of course, that's the Holy Spirit. That's his whole job is to walk with us in life and for us to walk with him in life. Stop fighting against the yoke, Jen, is what I had to tell myself. Quit trying to take the lead. It only slows us down and causes unnecessary stress. This image of, you know, two oxen being yoked together, that leather thing that's strapped around their necks that keeps them in line to one another, or maybe two horses that are pulling a carriage. They have this yoke that's put around them that they can walk together and they can work together at the same speed and they can get the job done together. But one of them is going to take the lead. And if the, the weaker of the two is trying to take the lead or if the weaker of the two is trying to go their own way, then they're not going to get very far. The two animals can't be doing their own things. They have to work together. But in the same way, they both have to work. One can't just sit back and let the other one drag them. That's not going to work either. Both the stronger and the weaker of the two animals are yoked together and they're both working towards the same goal. So I needed to think about that concept and just remember, who am I yoked to? I'm yoked to somebody who can handle everything. I'm yoked to God Almighty. I know that this concept of being yoked may may be new for some of you today. And if you're like me, I I always want to yell at the speaker and be like, okay, I understand that's in the Bible, but how? How do I do that? This is what it feels like for me, okay? I have to calm down take a breath. I center my mind on the truth that I am yoked to God Almighty. I just get that picture in my mind. I visualize that scripture verse. And then I get ready to work with him. It's exactly how I prepared for this episode today. Last night, after that phone conversation, I was on my way home from the hospital. I came home and I said, I'm just going to take care of Isabella and Jackson. Vinny was at work. I'm just going to rest. I'm going to unpack some bags and eat dinner. And if I get to the podcast, I get to the podcast. And if I don't, you know, like I'll pick it up again tomorrow. Just rested last night, took care of the kids. And I just believed that doing the first things first is always better, right? Then I recentered my mind and my heart on the truth of his word first thing this morning. When I woke up, I went in, got a cup of coffee, lit a candle, open the word of God and just centered myself not to get a message for you guys or not to, you know, go tell somebody this is what the Bible says, but just, just to feed myself, just to center myself on the word. And then throughout the morning, as words came to my mind, I kept my computer close so that I could get them all down, resting and trusting and being ready to work. It's really that simple. It's so simple that a lot of the times I think we forget how easy it is to be yoked to Christ. We think it's going to be some big burden or restrictive, but it's actually really liberating. It just feels like I'm his secretary dictating his message and relaying it to you. There's so much I want to share with you on this podcast, 
There are so many stories and so much I want to say, so many things I've already been writing and preparing to share with you. I shared a tiny bit about my daughter, but my son's story is usually what leaves people in chills. And then there's my sweet husband, Vinny. Our family is a story only God could write, and I want to give honor to him by sharing our stories with you. And then there are my friends and people I've known along the way. I am floored by what God has done in their lives, how he's been faithful, and how he's shown his steadfast love. When I listen to them, I'm so encouraged, and I think the whole world should hear and be encouraged just like I am. 2 Corinthians 1 through 4 says, He has comforted us in all our affliction so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort with which we ourselves have been comforted by God. That's a lot of comfort, right? <laughs> like whatever we've gone through, he has comforted us so that we could comfort somebody else in anything that they're going through with the same comfort that he, we've gotten from him. That's what I want this podcast to be like. Philippians 4.13 says that I can do all things through him who strengthens me, but I can only do it through him. Last year, I spent the whole year really studying John 15, where Jesus talks about the vine, the branches, and the fruit. As a reminder to myself, I created the hashtag, be the branch. Jen, you're not the origin. You're not the end. You're not where it starts. You're not where it ends. You are simply the middle guy, okay? You are the branch. Just be the branch. Let God flow through you. He will develop the fruit whenever it's necessary, whenever it's time. You just have to be the branch. You have to be a healthy branch. You have to stay connected. The branch can't produce the fruit unless it is completely attached to the vine and that the life of the vine is flowing through the branch uninhibited. That's my job. Be the branch. This is how we do it. We fix our eyes on Jesus. We hope in his love for us and for the world. And we rest in his love for us in the world. And then we work from that place of rest and hope right alongside him. So here's the reminder for you and for me. Whatever it is that God has tasked you to do, you don't have to do it alone. You're not meant to do it alone. You don't have to do it in your own strength. Try this week. Try this simple practice of resting, connecting, and working with him. Working alongside, co-laboring with Christ is actually a lighter burden to bear. And it's actually fun. I'm cheering you on. And remember that I'm praying for you to hope in his love in a new way this week. Send your emails to lovehopeandstories at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook at Love, Hope, and Stories and on Twitter at Love, Hope, Stories. We can't wait to hear from you and we'll see you next time.